I guess I'll just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. I was upset, man, about uh, seeing the boys lose the way we did. I really thought we should have won that game, especially mm -hmm. like in those last two minutes of the fourth quarter when we had the ball. We had this. We had the. I think we still had the lead. And then that, you know, it's a bad play by Travis Etienne when he ran out of bounds. Right. Yeah, he did leave some time on the clock. He, he left like two minutes on the clock. Um, yeah. Notre Dame, they just kind of exposed our defense all game. But a defense. I mean, we were we were just we were so hurt, man. Everybody keeps talking about how you know Trevor not playing in the game was such a big impact. It really wasn't. DJ played great. Like he had 436 yards and, uh, you know, he played phenomenal. Uh, the offense looked pretty, pretty decent under, uh, under him and at the gun. And, and then if you just look at the defense, I mean, Notre Dame was doing things. I mean, they scored the first big play of the game uh, and just kind of fed off right. of that momentum. You know, you got four starters that were out on defense for Clemson. You had three <clears throat> others that got hurt in the middle of the game. You know, you had guys out there that, should not be in this game, if I'm just being quite frank. And I think that's really what led to our demise as far as how that game unfolded. Because when Travis Etienne left too much time, Notre Dame came and scored that touchdown. We go to overtime, and from there, I, I never felt good at that point. Yeah, you know, overtime's always tricky, uh, especially on the road. Um, you know, overall, I thought, you know, your, your, your team played well. DJ especially looked great. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I think uh, yourself and other Clemson fans can be quite comfortable moving forward in the future in, you know, the post-Trevor era as far as going with DJ moving forward. But, yeah, uh, I definitely think that um, that play with, with Etienne was, was huge with him staying in bounds late, late in the fourth. Uh, you know, these things happen, you know, but it just kind of played out that way. You know, for, for Notre Dame um, – Kyron Williams had a great game. He did. You know, three three touches, uh, twenty three carries, one hundred forty yards. Um, he definitely looked like a Sunday player, you know, last week. So, uh, you know, I gotta give him credit where credit is due. Um, but other than that, you know, you guys will be back, man. Uh, you know, you still got plenty to play for, obviously. And and as far as you know, seating and all that goes, I I gotta imagine the the committee takes everything into account so I, i'm i'm sure they're gonna you know look at okay they didn't have trevor and so on and so forth so i i wouldn't expect anything drastic to happen as far as y'all's uh chances go as long as there's no more slip-ups moving forward um obviously that this takes away any chance of, of wiggle room and error but you know i think you guys will be just fine i think so too and um and before we continue on, of course, this is free tuition season two. This is episode nine. 
Uh, we're leading off with our Tiger Talk segment uh, because we got a lot of big news between both of our schools. So Clemson, number one Clemson this past weekend, uh, you know, coming up short against number four Notre Dame on the road. Uh, Notre Dame, as you've heard, you know, pulled it off in a double overtime uh, uh, defeat. I wouldn't necessarily call it an upset because, as we talked about, a lot of injuries. Trevor Lawrence out of the game due to COVID, injuries on defense, on the road. Just being in that environment, I, you know, it honestly, it almost felt like losing the game. Obviously, you want to win every single game, but it almost felt like losing the game may have been better for the team just because this is going to be that bulletin board material for Dabo now. And and you get a lot of valuable minutes for these other guys because you're going to get all – Trevor and everybody's going to be coming back next week against Florida State. And then you got all these guys that are still, you know, kind of – kind of holding back in case you need him in case something happens again a little later on in the season. Uh, but this is going to be a, a big, it, it happens all the time. You know, when Clemson has these uh, one loss seasons, those are the years that they usually come back fired up after that. Uh, you know, a la Pittsburgh in 2016, I was at that game and I left that game feeling horrible, but that was the year. I mean, they kind of went on and thrashed everybody uh, from there and ended up winning the championship. And they have the uh, definite possibility to do that again. There's a very, very good chance they're going to face Notre Dame again in the ACC championship. Uh, at that point, you'll have a healthy Trevor Lawrence. You'll have uh, everybody back on defense. James Skalski, that was probably the biggest hit uh, on the entire roster was not having him on the field. This is a guy that's basically the Trevor Lawrence of the defense. And you could tell that, especially from the linebacker position, that they were just they were struggling. Everywhere else looked pretty solid, even with the injuries, but that linebacker core was just really hurt. And I think when you get everybody back, you face Notre Dame again, there's not going to be anybody that's going to stop you between now and then. You know, prayers up to Florida State because they're going to get murdered next week. Uh, but when you face Notre Dame again, you have everybody healthy. I think you have a pretty, you know, it's hard to beat the same team twice. And when that team is depleted, you could be looking at a two-touchdown possible game. I think uh, they're definitely going to make some noise when they see him again. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree. Um, you know, and like you said, definitely bullet, bullets and board material now at this point. Uh, so uh, I think you guys would be plenty of motivated to play those guys in the ACC championship whenever that comes back around. So um, I'd expect nothing less than a victory uh, whenever that game is played uh, in, in, in convincing fashion. So, yeah, good luck to, good luck to everybody else on the schedule at this point. Yeah, it's just gasoline for the Roy bus, man. Dabo's pulling the sheets off of the Roy bus. It's time. It's time again. Uh, but even with the loss, man, I mean, Clemson only fell to number four um, in the AP poll, so they're still technically a top-four team, rightfully so. I don't think anybody should be uh, ranked above them as far as who we're looking at. Uh, but before we move on to some of the other teams and the other uh, other games, obviously we're still in the Tiger Talk segment. Uh, you know, big news that we got here yesterday uh, on this upcoming week against LSU and Alabama uh, Malone, go ahead and uh, tell everybody about what's going on. Um, yeah, so the the game has been postponed at this point, and to be 100% honest, uh, I don't know where they fit this game back into the schedule um, unless they replace this game with the Florida game. Uh, I'm just not sure how all this gets worked in. Um, the Florida game is, I want to say, December 12th, and uh, – you know, after that, things get pretty tight when you talk about the SEC championship and then, you know, you got your playoff and so on and so forth. So 
Uh, I, I'm thinking this game may end up just getting canceled in in general for for this season. Unfortunately, um, you know, LSU is not having the greatest the greatest season so far. Obviously, but uh, it, it's always a good game to play, and uh, you know, I think the team always gets up for it regardless. But you know, I can't uh, I can't act as if I felt had like I had any confidence going into this game this season that LSU is going to get a victory. So. It is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, we'll we'll take it and and move forward, and hopefully we can play some games uh, going forward here. But the whole SEC as a total is is looking it's looking funny in the light at the moment, as far as with COVID. Uh, there's kind of outbreaks going on all over here in the South. So um, you know we're gonna see what happens. But as far as our game, it's definitely not happening this weekend. And you know, truly LSU could use it. So they need a. Uh, all the weeks they can get to get their ducks in a row. Miles Brennan is having surgery and more than likely done for the season. So it's a it's a freshman quarterback for the for the remainder of the year, more than likely. So, you know, the year is kind of a wash. Uh, so, you know, it, we're, we're going to see how it shakes. Um, looking forward to a healthy Miles Brennan next year and a more experienced young team that we have right now. I think next year will be a year that the Tigers can come in and, and make a little bit more noise and uh, get back to where they should be. So. We'll see. That's all I got. Yeah, it's a lot of talent over there. I mean, uh, you have that, you know, that top five class from this year, and uh, they're going to be a year older. Uh, you're going to get a lot more reps for these guys. I mean, there's still going to be some meaningful football because you still have to play Texas A&M. You will play that Florida game. You may still play the Bama game. I guess time will tell yeah, um, time will how tell. that shakes out. Uh, but, you know, still some good good football that can be played uh, for the remaining uh, remaining season and possibly a bowl game uh, thrown in there as well. We'll see how that shakes up. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the rest of the SEC is really, really hurting. Uh, I know for this upcoming week, obviously we talked about Bama and uh, LSU not going to be able to play this upcoming week, but some of the other games that you're going to be missing out on, you, you got Georgia and Missouri has been postponed. Texas A&M, at Tennessee has been postponed, and then Auburn and Mississippi State has been postponed. So, as four of the seven games that were slated for this week are not going to be uh, happening. So, you got a, a really depleted week in SEC this upcoming week. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely looking a little spooky at the moment as far as um, some of these games goes. Like I just mentioned, especially in the South, uh, you know, Denver, all the SEC is postponed. So. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, everybody can get healthy and we can get this thing back on track sooner than later. And everything doesn't go to a complete wash, because um, you know there's been a lot of a lot of work put into this thing. I imagine, um, you know, from all the sides of the schools and and the players and the coaches and all that. So, hopefully, we can, you know, get these games back going. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see what goes on here. But um, the SEC definitely needs to figure out something here quickly. To, to get things back on track. Absolutely. Well, let's move away from the Southeast for a little bit and let's go out West. Uh, this past weekend, we finally had the inaugural week of the PAC 12. Um, you had six PAC 12 games that were initially scheduled. Only four ended up being played. Arizona at Utah and Washington at Cal both got canceled, but out of the four games you played, you had, you had a couple of, uh, you know, really good close matchups. I, the Arizona State at USC game was phenomenal. If you guys Great. watch, watch the whole game, watch the yeah. whole game. And then, and then, of course, you had uh, you had a couple of other. You know, Oregon 
beating the brakes off of Stanford. You know, I thought that yeah. game was going to be a little bit closer than it was. So we had a lot of good football. And then, you know, you just had two close games with UCLA at Colorado and then Washington State at Oregon State. Uh, both of those ended up being close games. But really, I mean, USC, I, I want to talk about them. I mean, that was such a, you know, kind of from the jump. You thought that, like, oh, my gosh, Arizona State's going to win. It's another year of USC, you know, just not living up to their potential. And then that uh, that comeback, obviously, uh, you know, they were down 27 to 14, I believe. Was it fourth quarter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. it, I mean, it, it was late. Um, and then so for them to come back and get that uh, get that dub, uh, I mean, what a performance uh, by uh, by the Trojans. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great performance by the Trojans. Uh, you know, Slovis, 381, two touchies, one interception, 55 attempts. I mean, uh, talk about putting a team on your back. You know, he, he definitely uh, uh, came to play. You know, it was a great game. I watched that thing from beginning to end while at work, uh, to be fair. <laughs> but um, uh, excellent matchup. You know, a lot of respect to Arizona State as well. Uh, they got a pro coaching staff over there with Herm Edwards and Antonio Pierce as his defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I think they're going to be a program uh, uh, moving forward here. You know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to play well in the Pac-12 obviously, but uh, just moving forward, then they're going to be a force um, as we move on down the line. But so happy for USC to see them back and get a gutsy win, you know, um, in the, in, in their stadium, you know, it's, it's nice to see, and, you know, the defense made plays when they had to, and like I said, Slovis stepped up and 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 made made plays, made great throws. He's looking like a pro. I mean, he ran JT Daniels off, right? So, you know, we'll see how it works uh, moving forward here. But great start for USC. Absolutely, and they so they've got six games scheduled, and it's kind of a schedule where they could possibly control their destiny because you're going to have some of these teams that are going to be playing Oregon they're not necessarily playing Oregon themselves. And so unless they face them in the, uh, in the title game, which I don't know how they're doing it. I know a lot of leagues are doing the top two teams just because of how, how the play is shaking up this year. And that could be the case for the PAC 12. I have to look into that, but in case they do win out and then play whoever the, you know, whoever the opponent is in the PAC 12 game, you know, they could still possibly make the playoff. I mean, they're going to be a 7-0 and team. They're going to be undefeated. If you look at the rest of the college football, you know, playoff world, there's not a lot of undefeated teams left. Uh, the ones that are either, you know, non-Power 5 or Alabama, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, outside the, the Power 5 is definitely, you know, you got Cincinnati floating out there. We'll see how that shakes for them. But, yeah, no, it's it's there. It's there to be had as far as the Pac-12 opponent. Um, you know, we'll see we'll see how it goes on. But, you know, it'd be great to see. Um, it'd be great to see. And then Oregon, of course, they looked like Oregon, uh, you know, beating up on Stanford. Again, I thought this was going to be a, a closer match than it was. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, Oregon ends up coming out 35-14 at home. Uh, to lead their season uh, again, another one of these teams that if you know they went out, there's just there's so many ways this playoff could shake up this year. Um, it's going to be fun to see, uh, but you know what do you think as far as like Oregon? I mean, they have obviously probably the best offensive line in the country, if not one of the best. 
Yeah. Uh, what do you think the expectations are for them for the rest of the season after seeing that performance against Stanford? Uh, Oregon is a, you know, they're kind of a, a wild card team every year, right? You know, um, they had a great run under Chip Kelly. Uh, at this point, you know, they're under Mario Cristobal, and he's recruiting really well over there. I, I'm not sure if they got enough to do it this year. Um, their quarterback is his first year being a full-time starter, but maybe next year, especially next year being uh, Kayvon Thibodeau's uh, uh, money year as well, being his junior year, the defensive end, um, an uh, uh, extra year for the quarterback as well. Uh, I think next year might be their year, but this year going forward, I mean, they'll, they'll compete. Uh, they may come out their side of Pac-12, but, you know, I'm not sure if they'll uh, – I'm not sure if they're a better team in USC, uh, at least at this moment. It's not a lot to, to play with as far as the, you know, the, the the landscape from what we've seen. But just looking at that first game, they don't seem to be a quite a better team in USC, just to me. Stanford's been on a downward spiral for some years now, unfortunately. Uh, I really like that program. I wish they were better. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting too much stock into that win uh, over that team opposed to uh, Arizona State. Fair enough. Well, when we look at the top 25 and you have closest any of those teams are right now is Oregon. They're ranked number 11. Uh, but you have a couple of teams that are still undefeated. They're kind of creeping their way up, but they can't get over that hump because of who they are. And that is, you know, we mentioned Cincinnati and then BYU. Uh, Cincinnati yep. 6-0, BYU's 8-0. They just beat Boise State on the road, if I'm not mistaken. And they're sitting, you know, number seven and number eight, respectively. I mean, what do these teams have to do to even be considered for the playoff? Uh, unfortunately, I feel like these teams may have to hope for, um, you know, a loss from, uh, uh, you know, a typical top four team. Unfortunately, that's the only way I could really see it happening. Uh, Cincinnati is really playing some good football shit. I mean, I think they've covered every spread this year uh, so far. <laughs> to be fair, um, they they got a really good team. Uh, it, it's just going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough because, you know, you look at the schedules and, you know, it's we all know the schedules, you know, and obviously this year is, is a tough year being that you couldn't necessarily schedule outside opponents as far as outside your conference. So I'm not sure what that schedule was pre, pre-COVID, but, you know, it's definitely going to hold them back at this moment. So, you know, if this continues – you know, past this season and into future seasons, I think we got to have a, a a different conversation as far as obviously expanding the playoff teams, right? Um, because you can't keep holding these teams back um, as we move forward. But at the moment, I think the only chance they have right now is you know a, a team losing. Yo, Texas A and M is number five. Uh, I, I'm and I'm still not a believer. I'm still not believing it, man. I'm not believing it. I'm not either. Five. Man, they want they want those guys to be good really bad. And, I mean, you know, they've got some decent results. The Florida win was big. The Florida win was huge, huge. But I'm just not – I'm not with it, man. I'm not with it. I'm not either. That's crazy. Yeah. The, the number five, man. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. Uh, they definitely want them up there, you know, but I'm not – I'm not. I'm not going for it personally, man. I'm, you know, I'm not either. I mean, it's 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 still Jimbo Fisher at the end of the day. He's gonna do something to to fuck it up somehow. <laughs> He's gonna oh, do man. something, man. We'll figure it out. But you know, another team that really stood out to me in the in this week's poll was number ten, Indiana. Uh, big ranking man. for 
big ranking for Indiana and a couple of big wins. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those guys have played really well to start this season off, and they're putting a lot of teams on notice, uh, more so than anybody at their conference, letting the world be known that they are nothing to play with in these first two games here. Uh, I mean, beat the brakes off Michigan, so, um, you know, that's a, and that's a whole other conversation I'm sure we may or may not get to. Oh, but we'll keep it with Indiana for now, but they know uh, what it is with Michigan. They do. They, they do from here. Um, but, I mean, excellent performance from, from Indiana. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, throwing, rushing, I mean, the whole nine. Um, and really, when you look at the numbers, it's not as if the individual players from Michigan played bad. I mean, not terrible. I mean, Joe Milton threw for three touchdowns. I mean, two interceptions, which is never great, right? But definitely like they tried, but I don't know, man. Yeah, Michigan rushed 18 times for 13 yards. That's never going to get it done. Not in the Big Ten. Not in the Big Ten, man. Horrible, man. Or anywhere, really, but especially yeah. not there. Yeah, that that's that's the stat that kind of stood out to me the most. That was absolutely awful, awful performance by Michigan. Um, Indiana, yeah, they definitely, you know, they beat Penn State at the beginning of the year, which right now, you know, you look at a team like Penn State, what does that really mean? Penn State yeah, is not looking like much at the moment. Yeah. 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 Um, but at the time, they were ranked number eight. True. Michigan was just ranked number 23. Um, and then you got a Rutgers win in there. And then they still, now, here's where it's going to get interesting is here in a couple weeks, they go on the road to Ohio State. That's going to be the game we're going to see what they're really made of. Absolutely. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, you know, that game against Ohio State coming up is definitely going to be really that's that's the that's the the final exam for every other team and for every team in the Big Ten. Um, how do you stack up against Ohio State? Because obviously they're the cream of the crop. And uh, if you feel like you can compete against them, now that is the time to, you know, to show it. And uh, that's when we're going to see. So, yeah, when, when Indiana takes the field against Ohio State, man, we're really going to see what's going on with them and. And I tell you what, I know Ohio State is not going to come into that game uh, looking it over or acting as if they have the game won already because I'm sure they've seen and their coaching staff is telling them that Indiana is something serious and something that they're going to take a uh, serious account for. Absolutely. Uh, really upset that they ended up canceling this week's Ohio State game against Maryland, which I'm not quite sure why. I guess it was COVID reasons. Uh, I'm not too sure on that either, but I imagine that was the case as well. Uh but, I mean, huge result for, for, for Maryland this past week, right? Um, yeah. The, the, um, the young, the, the young Tagovailoa. Yeah, the other Tagovailoa out here. Out man, here. making plays, making plays, man. And uh, put a beating on, on, on Penn State. So, and uh, I'll tell you, they, they, you know, they, um, they made up for the week prior. Uh, I think they got the breaks free off them uh, in their, their, in their week one, you know, so. For him to come back in week two and beat a uh, program like Penn State, I mean, you know, shout out to them. And and, and Penn State drops to 0-3. And, and, I mean, yo, they're just – I mean, they're in the mud to say the least, right? They look bad. Um, I'm, I'm actually pulling up the schedule right now. Uh, yeah, because they've already lost to Indiana at home – or, no, on the road. They lost Ohio State, and then they just lost to Maryland at home. They got Nebraska this upcoming week. This is actually one of our pick'em games – both of these teams have yet to win a game. And that's going to really, be tough. Well, I'm going to say that to when we get there, but that's going to be tough. Yeah, 
I'm excited for it though. That's gonna be a good one. But then they got I I mean Penn State has no cakewalk of a schedule. So they go on the road to Nebraska, they got Iowa at home, they go on the road to Michigan, they go on the road to Rutgers, and then they play uh Michigan State at home, which Ruck, Rutgers, by the way, they don't look bad. This doesn't look like a normal Rutgers year. It doesn't. It doesn't. Rutgers doesn't look bad. It's just they they look very well coached at the moment. They just don't necessarily have the talent to take them over the top to take that next step quite yet. Yeah. But they look but they look good. The execution is there or is trying to be. I like they what they're put, doing for sure. They put twenty seven on that Ohio State defense, which I was I, I was incredibly shocked by. And then, you know, they also uh, beat Michigan State week one, uh, which yeah. I think we talked about that back then. But, uh, you know, that's not a cakewalk game like it normally is. And so, um, that, say all that to say, you know, that that's going to be a game they're going to have to have on the radar. And then, of course, they close out the year against Michigan State, uh, Penn State, that is. So, Big Ten's looking decent, man. Big Ten is looking decent as far as they have some – they got they got some pretty decent teams so far just looking at this these first three games. And what they got, there, there's some teams out there. I mean, Ohio State – Indiana, Michigan State had a had a decent win this past week over Michigan. Uh, Melter got his first one. I mean, there's some there's some decent guys out there. Just you know, steady football can kind of get you any week. I'm I'm impressed thus far. Yeah, and then this upcoming week, you got the return of I believe Wisconsin's coming back this week. So it's is, we, yeah, we hadn't seen is, them. Is our boy back though? Oh, I don't know about that, Mister um, Mertz. Let's see. Let's find out. But they come back this week, so uh, good to get them back. Apparently, he's still in protocol. Okay. Um, right now, they're saying he could. Well, they're saying he could still return for Saturday's game against Michigan. All so right. that's the news as of uh, two hours ago. So now, if he plays Michigan, they're going to go to zero one four. If they get if they if Wisconsin gets merged back uh, for that game. Well, Michigan did get that one win against Minnesota. Oh, okay. My, I forgot. I forgot. It'll be one and three. But, but, right. but still, right. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's still. Michigan's going to be cooked uh, at that point. Yeah. But they have a, you know, Wisconsin's got a It's hard to play football, and then you get sick, and you take a couple weeks off from playing football, and then you got to go play high-level football again. So you got to go on the road at Michigan. You got to go on the road at Northwestern the week after, which is their ranked team right now. Uh, then you play Minnesota at home the week after that. Then you play Indiana at home the week after that. And then you got Iowa on the road. That That's almost a gauntlet for Wisconsin for these last uh, five games here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, definitely no Kate Ward. They're going to earn everything they get here moving forward. You know, it's just going to be a matter of, uh, you know, how they, how they take it, how they execute and, if they can keep the roster uh, intact, you know, that's that's going to be the main key. Um, but they can keep everybody healthy and off that COVID list. Um, you know, Wisconsin's got a good chance. Absolutely. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do against these teams starting, you know, against Michigan this week. And, yeah, we'll see if young Mertz is back. I'd like to see him back. But, man, that's, that's just a tough task. And there's still so many unknowns that you have out there with COVID. And what it can do, like, I guess, to, you know, they got to go through, at least with Clemson, uh, they have Trevor going through, like, a cardiac protocol, and I'm assuming Wisconsin's doing the same. Yeah, um, probably the same thing going on with LSU as well. I know that, you know, the main thing, SEC is, they'd say that they're taking uh, CDC protocol, and and then I think the SEC has their own, like, extra, extra 
protocol on top of what the CDC wants as well. So it's, uh, I mean, the schools are being careful, you know, they're, they're doing what they got to do to make sure they're playing healthy football out here, which I can respect, you know, um, last thing we want is, uh, you know, these guys playing out here and spreading to each other and, you know, even more outbreaks than what can already occur. So hundred percent. Well, Malone, uh, this, uh, this last week of Pick'em Challenge, we didn't obviously play last week, but the week prior, I finally made up some ground uh, with some of those picks. You know, of course, picking Virginia Tech against Louisville. I uh, got the TCU at Baylor matchup. And then, of course, we both got Texas beating Oklahoma State, which we, we told you guys that Oklahoma State was going to fall, and that was the game that they were going to fall, and it ended up happening. Uh, so I made up a little bit of ground. I'm still about five. I'm five games behind you. You're still sitting pretty high at 16 and eight on the year. I'm at 11 and 13 on the year. Only five games behind. This week, maybe uh, if we go all all different picks, this could be the week. This could be it. But you know, you're out here, man. You're doing your thing. I'm. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be like you right now. Hey, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see after at the end of the year, man. But it's been a decent start so far. Uh, who you who you liking this first one, man? You got Iowa at Minnesota. This one, I think I'm gonna go. I feel like Minnesota at home is how, how I've been leaning, but it, this one is this one's tough. It is tough. Iowa is one of those teams every year, every year. You know what I mean? When like if they come across the the bottom line, saying they beat, you know. Ohio State, Michigan, whoever is top of their conference at the time, you really wouldn't be surprised, right? So they're definitely one of those teams. You just never know who you're going to get on, on on any given Saturday, I suppose. You know what the big factor is for this game, though? This is a Friday night game. Is it? Okay. It well, is a Friday been, night I'm game. Friday night, yeah, those are, those are tough games to win on the road. I don't know why, but Friday night games are extremely difficult to win on the road. I think I'm going to go with uh, the Golden Gophers and go with Minnesota. Fair enough. Um, I was I was going Minnesota as well in this one. Uh, if you if you've been with us all season, I definitely was on the Minnesota train to start off this a lot of the Big Ten talk. So I got to keep riding up with my with my pick here. So um, yeah, definitely going Minnesota here to win this football game. There we go. This next matchup and disclaimer: we obviously no SEC matchups this week. This next matchup, we're going to be staying within the Big Ten. We got a lot, of, a lot of Big Ten matchups this week. I should probably try to look for a Pac-12, but I don't think I had any. Um, we got Penn State at Nebraska. This was a game we were talking about a few minutes ago. Right. Two teams that have yet to win a game. We got Penn State fighting to not go 0-4, and Nebraska fighting to not go 0-3 and losing at home. Who you got, Malone? Uh, I'm I'm going Penn State to get their first win in this one, man. Um, I think that their backs are kind of like how Auburn was a couple weeks ago. Uh, I mean, like just absolutely against the wall on their tippy toes. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's down bad at the moment. And I think they got to get it done. I think, uh, I think Scott Frost and those boys got, you know, a little more wiggle room to play with as far as, uh, I think they're going to get a little, little bit more of a pass at the moment. So, you know, I'm going to go with coach Franklin and, and then any Lions are going to get this first dub of the season. I'm going to go with Nebraska to win this one. Okay. I think uh, 
I do agree. Penn State, their backs are against the wall. And I think Nebraska is just going to shove them and press them through that wall, man, and break the whole foundation. It's going to happen, man. I think I think Penn State is so defeated right now after what they've experienced. I think going on the road against Nebraska, who's also fighting for a win, yeah. uh, I, I, think, uh, I think Nebraska and Scott Frost are going to get this one. That's fair, man. I mean, it's, it's, this is definitely – I mean, this is a tough one. This is a tough one to pick, you know, so – but however it goes, either whoever loses this game is going to be super demoralized. Uh, it just feels like Penn State has a little bit more to lose at the moment. But moving on to this next game, uh, on to the Big 12 here. Baylor at Texas Tech. Who do you got? You know, two, uh, two pretty high-flying teams. Um, shout out to Dave Miranda, the old uh, LSU defensive coordinator. Who, who you got in this one? I'll keep this one short. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Texas Tech on this one. Very high level offense. Uh, very, very dynamic every year, year in, year out, and uh, you know, no exception this year. I'm gonna go with Texas Tech. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm in the same boat here with you, Scott. Uh, going Texas Tech. Uh, I think it's just too much offense. Been here before. Um, never seems to change. I mean, these guys literally been scoring points since we were kids you know so uh you know i see no i see no reason for it to change uh this this saturday going forward here so red raiders good deal my friend so this next one we got number nine miami at virginia tech Derek king looked incredibly good this past week i'm um, bringing miami to that win uh, who you got for this one malone uh i'm i'm gonna go with uh miami in this one um i like virginia tech you know they've 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 gotten some decent victories this year, uh, but I'm, I just think De'Ara King is going to be too much um, in this football game, and I, I think he uh, leads Miami to a victory. Um, and I'll tell you what, what happens, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a Miami fan today, and it's going to be interesting, inter- interesting to see what happens with De'Ara King and whether or not he goes pro this year or if he decides to come back and play another year since all the athletes have this extra year eligibility due to COVID. Um I think uh, with the amount of quarterbacks we got coming out this year, man, and a lot of the amount of high quality quarterbacks coming out this year, he may do himself a good service as far as coming back and balling out again and trying to come out next year and maybe be at least a, a top three round draft pick. Um, but that's just a segue. But on to the game, man. Uh, who, who, who you liking? Oh, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm going the Canes. I think. He's so dynamic. He's so difficult to to stop, and he's he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think De'Ara King is going to go and you know throw all over Virginia Tech this upcoming week. Nice, nice, nice. And I I feel like uh, I feel like we both going to have a similar answer here for this this game coming up, Wisconsin at Michigan. Now, obviously, there's a lot on the on the table here still as far as you know who's going to be playing and not playing. Um, but, you know, Wisconsin and Michigan, man, uh, who, who are you feeling so far? It don't matter who Wisconsin has a QB. They're going to go in there and they're going to win that game. We don't believe in Michigan, man. I don't believe in Michigan. Not against Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, give me the Badgers. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way. Uh, I'm going with the Badgers as well. I think they get it done. Um, you know, no no merch, no problem. Um you know the 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 Wolverines seem to be be reeling here, and I, I I don't know what they're gonna do here, man. So it's it's looking bad. It's looking bad. So 
uh, you know, let's go Badgers. Well, they're locked in, my friend. Um, I'm not going to make up a whole lot of ground here, but, you know. This is, this is a tough week. This is a tough week. Um, it was. You know, there's not a lot of wiggle room on these picks. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah, it's tough sledding this week as far as the picks goes. Yeah, um, and kind of a slow week upcoming too. I mean, you got Ohio State's game. Ohio State's game just got canceled. Uh, you know, LSU Bama's postponed. Clemson's on a bye. Um, you just got a lot of teams that aren't going to be playing. I mean, I'm looking through the schedule right now. Georgia's not playing. Uh, I don't think is Florida playing this week. They're playing. They play Arkansas. Um, and Arkansas has a pretty good team. I mean, you know, let me not. You know, I, I think it uh, looks like Arkansas is probably is one of Florida's. Uh, you know how the SEC they threw in two extra opponents from the other side. It looks like that's the that's yeah. the case here for this week as far as Arkansas and, and, and Florida, which has a nice little storyline to it, being that uh, Felipe Franks, the former um, yeah, Florida true. quarterback, is the grad transfer quarterback at Arizona, right? I mean, at, at Arkansas right now. So you know he's going to be. In his playbook, like hell this week, trying to make sure he can do everything he do to lead his team to a victory. So um, that will definitely be a fun one to watch, if, if anything. 100%. Uh, I, I agree with you. I completely forgot about Philip Hot Dogs uh, <laughs> and going back to uh, <laughs> going back home to play the Gators, man. That's gonna be, that is going to be fun to watch, man. Maybe he'll uh, upgrade back up to Felipe Franks. Perhaps, perhaps, man. We'll see. We'll see if he can uh, – if he can make it happen, I'll tell you what, though, um, you know, does does Muschamp lose his job if if he loses his Ole Miss game this weekend? I know they're calling for his head. That's what I hear, man. I know the Gamecocks are calling for his head. Like, yeah, it's not going to be good. I, I think I think this is this is it. This is last year. Um, so, they just it's just such a train wreck down there. And uh you know, with with things yeah. that have been happening, like uh, like for example, Colin Hill coming in as the grad transfer, um, and obviously, you know, we talked about the whole Mike Bobo kind of ordeal with that. But you got a kid as as talented as Helensky who gets benched for this guy who's not performing. Yo, and, and it's just it's bad down there. It's crazy. They're going to be lucky if Helensky doesn't transfer after this year, as far as I'm concerned. He should, unless they get a new coach. I don't know how much eligibility that this new guy that came in has, but uh, I tell you, like, I thought that this the new kid was going to get maybe, you know, one or two, three games and give a chance for Helensky to kind of learn the offense and eventually his talent would win out, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it, that doesn't seem to be the case, and it's, it's nuts, man. It's nuts, but, uh, I mean, for him to come all the way from California and uh, – be out there in, in, in Columbia and and not playing, um, yeah, nah. I'd have to be looking at some some other things unless I get some kind of concrete answers. And I'm looking for if I was him, but um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think in Colin Hill's defense, he is a senior. Um, okay, okay. So this is it. This should be it for him. Yeah. So yeah. But the, but we'll definitely see how it shakes up. Um, uh, fact, hey, did you? Oh yeah. well, I was going to ask you. Did you catch the? Uh, the Florida Georgia game last week. You know, I did catch a good bit of it. Um, you know, like you, I was working too, though, so I can only see bits and pieces because I think it was a three thirty kickoff. It was, uh, it was, but but 
uh, you know, Georgia, they just look so dismantled, man. Yeah, you know, it's crazy, man. Like, and, and it's it's really, really odd to me what's happening over there in the quarterback room because, I mean, Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett obviously wasn't getting it done. So you go to Mathis. JT Daniels gets no snaps. I mean, is he is he just not ready physically or is he just not what we think he is? It's really a tough call at the moment. And I don't think anyone is getting the answers that they're looking for as far as trying to figure out what's happening in that room because, um, you know, the pieces are there for Georgia to be really good. Uh, just a matter of having a signal caller to to pull the strings and make it happen. I mean, this goes even back to the front base. It, man, if Georgia had – if Justin Fields was at Georgia right now, my goodness. My goodness. It would they be – that up. They messed that up big time. They made the wrong call. But if he was there, I mean, they'd be, you know, exactly where they want to be. You know, in, in my opinion, uh, they got a defense, you know. Um, but just like any other defense, they can only hold on for so long if the offense isn't, you know, putting something forward on the table. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And, and another news from that game, uh, Kyle Pitts is the man. I mean, what else can we say? So, guy scores every game. I'm trying to look up. You know, as far as what is going on with JT Daniels, um, apparently he's saying JT begged to go down to the scout team to get work when he w- wasn't early on. And I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with JT. It's weird, man. It's weird. I, yeah. I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I just don't understand, uh, you know. If he's healthy, why he can't get on the field? I mean, um, we saw the guy his at USC. I mean, perform and and that year before he got hurt, right? I mean, he looked great, dude. He looked great in that whole game, and then he gets hurt, and that obviously that derailed USC's whole season. But going into that year, I mean, people were expecting USC to be a force. I mean, behind him, so uh, I, I just, just a comfort thing. Uh, perhaps, man. But my thing is, though, it's not as if Georgia's offense is overly complicated to be limiting him from learning what's going on or from him, like, or to be knocking him out of a a certain comfort zone, in my opinion. The offense isn't advanced. I mean, it's just not. If anything, it's archaic. Yeah. So so I I just, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, It's definitely a weird situation. And then you got a guy in Jamie Newman who didn't even play. He didn't even suit up. Didn't even suit up. They could use him right now. Yeah. And he opted out to be what? To be what kind of pick? I don't know, man. There's some funny business going on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where he ends up if he gets drafted. It probably he may get drafted. He but may it'll be late. Yeah, it'll be late. He did himself a disservice, though. I must say. I mean, he could be out here playing right now. I mean, from what we've seen, there's no doubt that he would probably be the guy, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think it all comes back to, like, what was going on with, you know, Dewan Mathis kind of coming up in the rankings. But obviously, you know, it's kind of been going back and forth between him and Stetson uh, for these last few weeks. So it, that QB room is a mess right now. And I think for JT, I think it comes down to he may just be scared. He may be scared to go out there and get hurt again. That's crazy, man. Uh, I will hope that's not the case. Um I mean, you transfer to a program like Georgia, you transfer to the SEC program as a quarterback. I mean, there's no, there's no other way around it. I mean, you're, you're going to get hit. Uh, 
in that yeah. conference playing that position. It's just what it is. It's a conference where you got to stand in the pocket and you got to hang in there and make the throws, you know. So hopefully, hopefully they can get together. Hopefully he can get together if that is the case. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, man. We'll see how it shakes up, my friend. Well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. As always, it's a it's a pleasure doing this with you here, man. It's uh, we got a few weeks left. Um, you know, season's kind of coming to an end. We're in November. You know, this is usually the last month of regular season football. Although we'll have a little bit spill into December, but we're kind of coming to the final stretch here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting to the business end of things, and uh, with the abbreviated season, obviously, all the games uh, had a little bit more of an emphasis on them, and meant a little bit more but at, at this point down the stretch man these games are definitely meaningful and and there's no there's no wiggle room for errors from for any team you know so it's um you know everybody's got to be on their p's and q's so you know we'll see how it goes but uh like you said man it's a it's, it's a pleasure as usual you know free tuition man we out here we'll see you guys next week peace